Welcome to More Than Movies. I'm Ivana. And I'm Jay. Today we'll talk about crushes and play a rousing game of Kanye or Trump. Ivana finally sees Raiders and we dish out some results for series survival. It's time for a top three turf war. Last week, Ivana and I were having sort of a side chat about our top celebrity crushes. Everybody's got one. I know you do. I know that our listeners do. And, uh, you know, it would be fun to kind of build our own list and then try to build the top three uh, from our six different choices. So uh, mine are all female. Are yours all male? Uh, Yeah, they are actually. They are all male. Perfect. So meshing these guys together is going to be really interesting at the end. I totally agree, especially because it's three. So one of us wins. Exactly. So why don't you start us off? What is your number three celebrity crush? I think my number three is going to be like a shock to you. It is John Krasinski. John Krasinski? Yeah. I'm, Krasinski. I am so I got his okay name with John Krasinski. This is new for me, I feel like. Uh, I'd say since uh, A Quiet Place, really. I just have a whole respect for him as a as an artist. Um, and I think he did a really good job with that movie. And it really makes me just see him as more attractive because he's so talented. That's a great answer. I, You know what? He might be on our top three at the end. I, I I believe in that pick very much. All right. What's your number three? Uh, my number three is a little bit, um, she's new as well. Her name is Shelly Hennig. I saw her in When We First Met, the Netflix movie that I really didn't like, but she was a standout performance in it. And she she is the person that Adam Devine's character ends up with at the end Instead of the girl of his dreams that he's been running after for all these years. Because guess what? She's with the perfect guy. You should not be with her. Oh, yeah. She's been in a lot of things. I I think um, Unfriended is what I first saw her in. Yeah, I haven't seen Unfriended. She's also in Ouija, uh, Teen Wolf. She's got some new movies coming out. So I'm, I'm definitely going to like go back through and see. I know that Teen oh, Wolf. Oh, and she was in A Secret Circle. I watched that show and it was, I mean, it's not like a good show, but it was really fun to watch and it's badness. All right. I'm going to give, I think, Teen Wolf a try because she's in it. And number two on your list. Number two on my list, I think you, it's not going to be a big surprise for you. It is uh, Riz Ahmed. Uh, From the night of. From the night of. He was also in Rogue One, and I'm sure he's done lots of other things. Overall, he... What is it about him? Well, he's so talented. Plus, he's like so kind looking. He has such kind eyes. Okay. All right. I don't see it. I don't see... You go from John Krasinski... To Riz Ahmed, I just don't see it. For me, John Krasinski seems like a stand-up human being, very talented in his job, um, funny, but like I don't see him as like a hunk. Oh, I see. Okay, I see John Krasinski as a hunk. I'm shocked. I'm actually surprised that people find him like hunky because he doesn't have like a what you would call a traditionally hunky face. 
He has like a kind face. Well, you, yeah, that is true. But he's got like a super hunky body. Did you see 13 hours the secret soldiers of Benghazi? Like the man got ripped for that movie. And he is, uh, you know, he's also a charming guy. Like in all the characters he plays. He's charming in a kind way. He's not charming in your traditional douchebag way, which I think is his appeal for sure. Yeah, but I don't think we're going to find any douchebags on this list. No, no. But like if you're talking about like, rippedness Riz Ahmed is equally if not more ripped to John Krasinski but like for both of them that has zero percent why they're on my list for crushes like yes it's it's what I feel like this like weird sixth sense about what I imagine their personality is like which I don't know them so I have no freaking idea but like if I don't implant a personality then I'm not gonna get a crush and both of them just seem like good guys all right so Riz Ahmed number two my number two is may may surprise you may not after finishing uh reading her her book I have really really I really respected her um, and I always had a crush on her, and that is Gabrielle Union. Oh, I didn't know she had a book. Yeah, after finishing her her book, which is called We're Going to Need More Wine, um, and it's kind of like a tell-all about her life. I've always really had a thing for her since 10 Things I Hate About You, so I kind of, like, I kind of really do enjoy watching her. Um, you know, she was amazing in Bad Boys too. So yeah, right now I'm I'm kind of crushing on Gabrielle Union right now. I'm not gonna lie, I kind of expected Anna Kendrick to be in the number two position. I have a number one still to go, don't I? You do. I just I also didn't expect Anna Kendrick would be number one. We'll see what happens. I'm very curious. <laughs> All right, what is your number one pick? The same number one pick I've had since like. I don't know, forever. Uh, And that is Jason Siegel. Oh, of course. Jason Siegel. He's so good. He's so talented. He, I mean, Forgetting Sarah Marshall is one of my all-time favorite comedies. Um, He's just hilarious in it. He's so great. He seems like a really good human being. He's tall and funny and talented. I mean, what more could a girl want? I don't know. Some sort of looks, some sort of... He is attractive. He's... I don't think so. But but to each their own. To each their own, for sure. He is super attractive. You get very, very crush slash, like, defensive of Jason Siegel. Well, yeah, because everyone wants to, like, act as if he is not a valid crush. He's a very valid crush. I feel like lots of girls are into him if he was in more things. Um, It's just they don't see him enough. All right. Well, my number one, we talked about it earlier, and she is not on my list. Uh, Anna Kendrick has been sort of fading for me. So my number one actually is Blake Lively. Um, I've been following Blake Lively a lot lately with her and Ryan Reynolds being adorable on Twitter and Instagram all the time. Yeah, they seem like they're fun. I like the shallows. I think she's, uh, you know, incredible in the town. She's got a lot more chops than people give her credit for. And she's one of the most beautiful people I've ever seen in my life. When she comes on the screen, I I, I 
involuntarily say under my breath, oh, hi, Blake. Like, <laughs> like it's and, – and Becky always catches me and I'm like, well, she's there. I'm just saying hello. This is going to be a very weird and difficult list. Yeah, I know. I, I know because I like – I really want John Krasinski on this list, but he's number three on yours. Yeah, he's number three on mine. And – I mean, how do we, how do I like give, like give you Jason Siegel over Blake Lively? I mean, you can choose Blake Lively as number one because like she's more traditionally liked by many people, but Jason Siegel has to be on the list. A hundred percent. I will, I will I, not I, let I, him off of the list. No, he's not off the list. He's got to be on the list. All right. Well, what what should the criteria be? So if Blake Lively is that traditional beauty and she is number one, that makes Jason yeah. Siegel number two. Does I think mean, I think he should be. Yeah, does that mean I like John this. Krasinski's off altogether? No, I mean, there. it's not – we can negotiate the list to be anything we wish. It's a joint list. It, order – our original order – is a factor, but I wouldn't say is the only factor. Well, I would like John Krasinski on the list. But would you like John Krasinski in lieu of your other two choices? Well, I mean, Gabrielle Union, uh, she'll be she'll be fine. Shelly Hennig, <laughs> she'll be fine. Riz Ahmed okay, well, is your number two, though. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, like, again, it's a joint list, and the ordering, while as a factor, is not the end result. Because, like... You obviously agree more with John Krasinski over over Riz Ahmed, so that's right. I sent you a picture, and I'm like, this guy is like amazing. I mean, he he and worked it did out nothing for you. That was his job, and he's Jim from The Office. I mean, let's just put him on for that. I I agree. I'm fine with him being on the list. I think that makes a lot of sense. All right, so I think we've got our list. Yeah, I like it. Here we go. Number three, John Krasinski. Number two, Jason Siegel. And the number one celebrity crush is Blake Lively. Do you have any um, honorable mentions? Sure, I can do some honorable mentions. I've got Anna Kendrick, of course. Of course. I got Victoria Justice, who was in... I've only seen her in two movies. Um, she was in The First Time as a supporting character. And then she was the star in a movie called Fun Size, which is about a it's it's a Halloween movie. And then my last, of course, is, you know, it's always going to be Captain America. Got Chris, <laughs> Chris Evans. He's on my list for sure as my uh, my celebrity crush. I really like that. That's really fun. Um, my mine is uh, Jeff Goldblum. Of course. Of course. I saw him in a really weird commercial the other day and it kind of decreased my like thoughts of him. Like he he immediately went down a notch. I was like, "Oh, you're now getting to a certain age plus you're doing this commercial." Hmm. Well, did, <laughs> did you end up watching Thor Ragnarok? Uh yeah, I did. Yeah. And what did you think of him in that? He was good. I was cool with him in that. All right. And then uh, Dan Stevens, he's in Legion and he's yep. super talented. Really like his face acting. Um, if you're and not then, up for Legion, you can see him in Disney's Beauty and the Beast as the Beast. Right. And then and then Alexandra Ship, who I have just like I she's freaking unreal. She's gonna be the next big thing for sure. Alexandra I mean, she's already doing ship. 
very well. Um, but she's going to be the next big thing. She's Storm. Um, she's she's the new Storm. Um, she was in Love, Simon, and this movie called Dope that I just, or Dude that I just watched recently. Um, and so I, I really think she's going to be the next big actor. Oh, wow. She, in 2019, she's going to be in a movie called Son of Shaft. Cool. Oh, it's just called Shaft in IMDb. So they're doing a new Shaft. With Samuel L. Jackson. Disappointed to see this. Disappointed. I'm not. Alexander Ship is in it. It's going to be wicked. In my day, we just called them their interwebs, the paper. I found this fun quiz online on BuzzFeed. And Jay, I want to play it with you. What I'm going to do is I'm going to be reading you a series of tweets. And what I want you to do is I want you to tell me who tweeted this. Kanye West or Trump? All right, go for it. All right. I'm in. I'm in. Who tweeted a complete witch hunt? Exclamation point. Uh, Donald Trump. Yes, that is correct. Donald Trump did tweet this. Who tweeted, I leave my emojis Bart Simpson color? I leave my emojis Bart Simpson colored. I got to go with Kanye on that one. Oh, yeah. You totally got it. I, I think don't that think was a Trump pretty, would that ever use one. pop culture like that. Exactly. It starts to get harder now. These are just some easy ones to start us off. Fear takes strategy. Unlearn linear thinking. Hit you with these zigzag thoughts. One more time. I need that one more time. Fear takes strategy. Unlearn linear thinking. Hit you with these zigzag thoughts. Kanye? Yes, that is oh, it. I, I, you know what? That could have gone either way. That could have. Yeah, it gets harder now. All right, you ready for the next one? I am. I am. I, I feel like I'm good at this. You so far, you're three for three. This is pretty good. I have never seen a thin person drinking Diet Coke. Trump. Yes. Now, that was a pretty famous one. Did you already know it? No, but. Uh, like Kanye wouldn't engage with negative anything for Trump. So Trump had to have said it because he's trying to get thinner. All right. Okay. Fair. Does that make sense? Kind of. Kind yeah. of. But yeah. But either way, you, you got it right. You got it right. Okay. Ready for the next one? Yep. Sorry, losers and haters, but my IQ is one of the highest. And you all know it. Please don't feel so stupid or insecure. It's not your fault. Trump. Yes. You're doing amazing. You haven't gotten one wrong yet. Floral arrangement is crazy nice right now. These are magnifique. I hope that's how it's spelled in France language. LOL. Exclamation. <laughs> exclamation. Exclamation. <laughs> all right. That is, that's pretty ignorant. I got to go with Kanye. Yes, that is totally Kanye. You're doing this is unreal. You're doing amazing. Okay, next one. After Friday's Twilight release, I hope Robert Pattinson will not be seen in public with Kristen. She will cheat on him again. Okay, this is a hard one because I feel like Trump would engage in this kind of conversation. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go Trump 
over Kanye because I don't think Kanye cared. Kanye would care about this, but Trump likes to get celebrities riled up. So I'm going to say Trump. Wow. I mean, you're absolutely right. I find it shocking because Kanye also likes to get celebrities riled up, but you're getting these right. So whatever you're doing, keep doing it. Okay. We've only got a few left. Do you know where to find marble conference tables? I'm looking to have a conference. Not until I get the table though. Oh, that's got to be Kanye. Yes. How, how, how did you know this? Okay. So Kanye's all about extravagant and he doesn't start things unless like his, it's, it's the right thing. So if he's got his mind set on marble, he'll take the meeting with only that in mind. Uh, whereas Trump, I think he's just got enough meetings going on. He gets shoved in places. He's not going to worry about that stuff. Wow. Okay. Um, all right. This one's tough. I think I'm nice at ping pong. I'm nice at ping pong. Total guess, Donald Trump. Ha ha, your first wrong answer. I don't know why I'm so excited about this. It's just you were (laughs) on a roll. Uh, Yeah, that was was Kanye West, but close. Honestly, it could go either way. I Um, I just, I mean, I'm trying to think of the context and I got nothing. (laughs) But you got one wrong and all the rest of them right. (laughs) That's a good game. Uh, I hope we never have to play it again, but I'm sure we will. (laughs) Series Survival. So if you've been following from the beginning of the season, from the beginning of last season, you know that we had some Series Survival stuff in place where we made some guesses. And now, now that the seasons are, are kind of coming down we have official cancellations uh we're going into a new series survival soon when new shows will be added um we get to reveal some series survival stuff so we can actually like figure out what how the scoring's going for our our series survival to figure out who will be this year's series survival winner i i chose the episodes that we're going to talk about today because uh we have to decide we have a little we have to have a tet a tet about one of them let's leave that one to the end and then first just like jump in with young sheldon young sheldon is a big bang spinoff it is uh, it is about Sheldon's young life, and older Sheldon does voiceovers on it. I can't speak to the U.S., but The Big Bang Theory is still one of the biggest shows in the country. Uh, it is in the U.S. as well. It's actually one of the biggest shows still on television, which is shocking because it used to be one of my favorite shows, but, I mean, it has gone downhill. But it's a spinoff, and it plays right afterwards, so we both said... This would definitely be renewed. Totally. And no surprise, we were right. We both get a point. All right. So we we are tied at one apiece. Next up, we've got Star Trek Discovery. Yvonne, are you still watching this show? Did I start watching this show? Oh my gosh. I've seen three episodes. It just isn't Star Trek. It's not for me. I just can't get that into it because it doesn't feel like Star Trek. It feels like something else. And I'm very, I'm a huge Star Trek fan. So it's like, I can't forgive it for not being Star Trek. And because you saw that trailer and you thought right from the trailer that it wasn't going to be Star Trek. Do you think that had something to do with you 
your your guest with your if it would be canceled or renewed. Well, I said it would be canceled because I thought other Trekkies would have the same sort of like puritanical expectations. But in reality, I mean, I think I voted. I said what I wanted to happen. And whenever I do that, I always get it wrong. You voted with your heart. I voted with my heart and not my head. And that is always a mistake when it comes to television predictions. And so you guessed wrong and I guessed right, putting me at two to one. Star Trek Discovery will be renewed. And now we get to our last show, which is the CBS, our tete-a-tete, tete-a-tete. It's from CBS. And it is a procedural uh, called Wisdom of the Crowd. Ooh, this one was, yeah, this one for me didn't look so hot. So no, what is the you said it was canceled. Uh, it would be canceled. I said it would be renewed. Um, now, this show stars Jeremy Piven, and it was canceled very shortly after it came out the sexual assault allegations against him. That's right. Um, okay, so it was there was like a a very big Me Too movement around this show. Why don't we why don't we just remove it and nobody gets the points for this one? Because you can't foresee something like that. Yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say. And I looked the numbers for the show. I will admit to you are not they weren't stellar. It wasn't like this huge runaway hit, but. Um, they were in and around that range of the bubble shows where you don't know, you might get renewed, you might not get renewed. So I think, uh, the numbers in addition to the scandal, it was a clear cancellation, but I think it would have had a chance if it wasn't for the scandal. That is totally fair. Um, and, and since, you know, I'm already winning, so I'm good with that. Awesome. Yay. Um, I, I think it's I think it's a good thing, though, to take it uh, off of the scoreboard just because it is one of those confounding items. The Internet seems confused. Uh, you know, they think definitely it was 100 percent. The sexual assault allegations had a lot to do with the cancellation. But a lot of people are saying it might have anyway been canceled, but it also might not have been. We just don't know. No problem. All right. So that is our first update on Serious Survival. You can be sure that we are going to have more announcements and more news to get down to that nitty gritty of who will win the crown of this year's Serious Survival champion. And right <laughs> now, I'm up two to one. You are up two to one. It's Film Freaks. Chatter for the film fan and all of us. We watched... Raiders of the Lost Ark, the original Indiana Jones flick. If it's probably really familiar to you, it's the first Indiana Jones story. It takes place in 1936, where Doctor Jones gets selected by a government group, you know, to find the mythical Ark of the Covenant. And that's the thing that carried the Ten Commandments. It's supposed to be the host of awesome power. And later in the movie, we do see that to be true with some very awesome 80s special effects. So Indy, along with his friends, have to race for the Ark while the Nazis are trying to snake it for the Fuhrer. Uh, you know, there's the famous snake scene. There's Marion as a love interest who will return later in a sequel. 
uh, for the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. But, you know, us indie fans, we really don't worry about that. There's some really bad dates. Oh, yes. The dates, not dates. (laughs) But more (laughs) importantly, this was my first time seeing an Indiana Jones movie. Well, actually, that's not true. I did see uh, The Crystal Skull. Oh, that's right. You did. I forgot. But we don't count that as actually seeing an Indiana Jones movie. You saw a movie that was nowhere near the, the, the original trilogy. Right. I'm very nervous to hear what you have to say about this film. But please start us off. Go ahead. Say your piece. Out of curiosity, what do you rate it out of five? It's easily a a, a, like five star movie for me. Wow. Okay. Uh, I'd say it is a three star movie for me. Yeah. I'm starting to get the impression for a lot of movies that have a lot of hype attached to them, have a lot of history attached to them, and that are older where, where... Political correctness wasn't as big an issue. We weren't as self-aware. Going back to these older movies is problematic. And I really do feel like if you have lived your whole life and have not seen an Indiana Jones movie, or at least these first three, I almost am compelled to say don't see them. There is a lot to love about this movie. Um, The aesthetic. Like, the aesthetic and the adventure are like nearly perfect. I loved those big, silly adventures from the 1960s. Well, Spielberg and Lucas did base all of the Indiana Jones series on the 1950s and 60s serials uh, that oh. were that were very much like the hero adventurer kind of thing. So they yeah. based this on that that premise. I mean, you see it, and it's gorgeous, and I loved it and I want to start uh, by spending some time on that is the imaginative story I loved the idea that you had this professor who was very smart and intelligent and almost nerdy also be an adventurer with a lot of guts and you know not afraid almost like like he's two different people right like it's it's sort of the Clark Kent Superman thing a little bit. It totally is. And that works. And that works really well. The Nazis are great bad guys. Oh my goodness. You you just want to hate some Nazis. Well, yeah. And it's great because it's so easy to just like someone says Nazi. You're like, yeah. It's like, yeah, we got to, those are the bad people. Let's get it. We got to stop them. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then the actual personification of these Nazis is, they're just the worst. And I also loved adding on having actually a professional like archaeologist nemesis who's in league with the Nazis but isn't the Nazis because that He's just just adds, doing it for the money. Yeah, he, it just adds that extra layer. So I I have to ask before you get into like the other stuff, you're not an action person, but this is a very practical choreographed action type film with there it's all practical effects what did you think watching the action uh and i'm specifically going to call out the scene with the truck and how he whips the he's he's holding on to his whip and being dragged along by the truck and then he kind of 
climbs up onto the truck and into the cab. He gets punched through the window of the cab. And then, so what do you think? Like, that's what I want to know. Like, those practical choreographed action scenes, did they resonate with you because of this adventure hero? My favorite action sequence was actually at the end when he was fighting that big guy. And then the propeller of the airplane, like rips his head apart but all you see is like the splash of blood love that's that right. yeah and he and he just kind of like shields his face while it happens yeah i i just thought there was a lot of really smart things so i i didn't i liked those action like all the action in this movie didn't feel like fighting for the sake of fighting okay so walk me through what you didn't like because because i know it's coming i fucking hate indiana jones the actual person the character yes he's awful why he's a horrible mean man well he's like he's rough he's like a no nonsense rough guy he is um a traditional masculine archetype that i think is really negative for um for males to look up to. Like, I think he stands for like showing you what you're supposed to be as a man. And he's less of a human than he is a caricature. And I think it's really sad that, you know, movies like this, they, they affect young children a lot and they teach young children. This is what a man is. And this is what you should grow up to be. And once these things are put into you, um, you know, like at a young age, you're going to carry that for the rest of your life. And you're going to see that as some ideal. And let me tell you, that man is not ideal. Like from the moment he sees Marion, I just like couldn't like him. Like even before that, because I thought that he, he really like the one thing that I think that is really bad about him too, is that he has no emotions, does not have any. He is a robot man of being cool. I'm so cool. And like. I mean, his emotions really stem from the work that he's doing. No, he's not. He does not emotional. Yeah. I mean, he does not want. He doesn't want them to get the, the arc because he thinks it will be bad for the world. Like it's a. But and that's not, is, not that's not emotions. That. He is emotional about that. No, that's, that is not sure. emotions. Like that's the thing is like this is what this is teaching young boys is that having a pragmatic thought about what's good for the world equals emotions. That's not emotions. Let me tell you, every human on this planet has real emotions and he's showing you that you shouldn't. What about when he's afraid of snakes? I don't know if you noticed this, but he doesn't actually emote fear in any of those situations. He says some lines blankly and and basically ignores his fear and just says, God damn it, I hate snakes. Like in the most monotone voice ever. And the scene in the cab, the cabin in the, on the ship with Marion where he's like, he's, you know, talking about it's it's not the years, it's the mileage. Zero emotions. He's making excuses for being an ass. And he's about to use her and then drop her and never see her again. Like you start. You know that he sees her again. He marries her. She doesn't come back in any other movie except for the Crystal Skull, which most indie fans 
admonish. I imagine but, in every but we movie, don't ad- similar. We're not upset about. I I have to cut you off. We are not upset about Marion coming back because we missed Marion in the other two films because Marion is a tough as nails chick and we like that. I imagine he has a girl per film. Am I wrong? Sure, of course. He's yeah. like it's a James Bondy kind of thing. Exactly. But she so, does come back and we miss in Temple of Doom, which is the second one, we really miss Marion because we get the complete opposite of Marion in Willie, who is like, oh my god, my nails kind of heroine. Yeah, but and, see, this is this is then, the thing. He forces Marion into an oh my god, my nails like role in the adventure they play, which is also despicable because she is freaking really good at what she does. And she is very smart and you know, he's just about to leave her. Like, I don't know. Like that scene means nothing to me because I already know that he's a James Bond type character. So he is just saying things to get her into bed, to be with her for a little bit. And then he leaves her. I don't know. I think you're reading into that. She says, and I quote, You know, he loved you like a son, talking about her father, took a hell of a lot for you to alienate him. And he said, not much, just you. This is like one of the meanest, most horrible things that you could say to someone. He's not saying it to be a dick. He's saying it because it's true. That's what happened. You find out in Crystal Skull that that was the thing. Like... You, you can't out. consider Crystal Skull in this movie. It hasn't been written yet. But Second of all, you're, you're you, it's really in, horrible no, no, to say that it, she is that not that much. Is... He said she is not much. He said no. she's not much. That's she said it took saying. a lot it, 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 for you took, to alienate him. And he said all, not much. Just it, you a human being. All it took was him and her being together. A simple he, thing of him and her being together. The line is not much, just you. You, a human, is a heck of a lot more than not much. And to degrade someone that way. I don't see it the same way as you do. I see it as. I just watched it. You got to watch it again. His face is blank. I have seen this movie maybe 50 times. I don't need to watch it again. I don't see it that way. I I see it as I picked you over him. No, because he didn't pick her. He left her. Well, yeah, because obviously... Something happened that we don't know about after the fact, but there was a big blow up and he left. Like, that's a pretty big fucking thing. To be with somebody? Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Would you, if, like, let's just say in a weird scenario where someone is your father, basically, would you date your basic sister? That's a really big action. Well, no, I probably, I mean, if I was being mentored by somebody and there was a girl there and I was single, it probably would just naturally happen. And so you you wouldn't see it as weird. That is basically the plot of Call Me By Your Name. And Call Me By Your Name's fantastic. And we love that relationship. It's the same thing. There's mentorship happening. Some slight mentorship to the basically this is your father for years and years and years. You like they were together. That's a very different relationship. I don't know. I don't see it. I don't see it as an issue the way that you see it as an issue. I see it as a pretty natural thing to happen between two people. Coming back to what I said at the beginning, Ivana gave us a lot to chew on about one of uh, a beloved film. Let us know how you see it and is... uh, you know, is revisiting nostalgia if you've never 
built that nostalgia up, is that a good thing or not anymore in today's day and age? And that's our show. Thanks for listening, folks, and please be sure to tune in again next week. If you'd like to support the show, you can hop onto your podcast service and subscribe. And if you're really feeling generous, why not score a quick rating or review? Our intro song comes from bensound.com, and we encourage you to check out our show notes for more information about our music, our talented voice actors, and sound effects. Ivana and I love hearing from you, so we actually built this website on how you can reach out to us at morethemovies.net. But in case you hate websites, you can also email us, hello at morethemovies.net. Find us on Facebook, More Than Movies Podcast. Or catch us on Twitter. I'm at It's Ivana. And I'm at Jester J. Thanks again for spending some time with us, and we'll be back again next week with a commercial-free episode. And until next time, friends, do more and watch more.